What's up, man? What's up, bro? What's up? What's up, brother? What's up, brother? What up? I'm just eating something. You want to know what? Yeah, I think I have an idea what you're eating. I can't decide if I'm going to eat beets or asparagus. I'm deciding between the two. I'll tell you, if it was me, I would eat both. Oh, maybe I will then. Go with red, red color, stinky in aroma. I didn't know that that was an option. You can do whatever you want. I was telling, so listen, just gloat. Get it over with. Gloat. Um, uh, for the crew out there, you should know that uh, the winner of the 2018 Oscar bet was Kevin Heffernan, mm. or is Kevin Heffernan. Mm. Uh, I won, and um, that puts me at 3-1, and uh, well, I'm looking forward. What was the score? Uh, I had six correct, and you had five correct. I feel like the last three years we've been, it's been decided by one yeah. every time. Yeah. But really, I feel like it's decided by two, because I also got the tiebreaker, right? No, that doesn't and fucking yeah. count, Heffernan. <laughs> that doesn't count. If we had... Tied, tied. Then we could have gone. So when are we going to do this? Are we? Is this like a post Super Troopers release? I mean, when am I pissing on your foot? We should probably. No, I mean, people want to see it. We should probably record it next week. Yeah, and then just tack it onto the whatever we have. The yeah, whoever we have on. Whoever we have, we could maybe we'll just take an episode and whole episode and just do it. Yeah, we should. It might take me a whole episode to get all the piss out. Well, that's see, that's what I was telling your brother because your brother was like, "Are you looking forward to this?" And I was like, "No." Because uh, last year I pissed for like an hour, yeah, on Kevin's foot. Like yeah. I think it was like a good Too ninety long. second Too long. piss, and he was upset about it. Yeah. So I, I said, I think he's gonna probably this year is gonna be the year where he eats some things. And, yeah, and waits and waits <laughs> and, and makes it just. <laughs> so next week, you think? Okay, well, let's let's figure that out. Yeah, we'll play it by ear. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna do it though. Yeah, well, yeah. Soon. No, the true crew demands it. The true crew wants it. <laughs> they want it. Um, all right. Well, when I do that, maybe we can dwell a little longer on it. How's that sound? Okay. We don't dwell on it now. Okay. Because we got a lot of shit we got to do. Okay. Then you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm. What I'm eating. What I was just eating is a whole lot of nutmeg. Okay. <laughs> to dull the senses. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to be lethargic and and numb by sure. the time you get to me. Sure. As I'm having my way. Yes. Just I don't, pissing on you. I don't feel it. I don't really <laughs> see it. I won't remember it. It'll just be, you know, a foggy cloud that happened, I think. We'll just, we just tease it for a while. We have the Chukru keep tuning in, right? Okay. It's we coming. Can, it's we coming. can do that. Hey, I don't mind. You want it's to coming. push it off? Let's, well, uh, let's kick it down we'll the road a little bit. Yeah, we do. Let's see how we do. All right. Um, hey, we got a big episode. We got Clifton Collins Jr. on Dude. today. Great guy. Good friend. In Super Troopers 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we had a good talk with him. But let's do our business first. We got... Um, some live dates coming up. This weekend. This weekend we have a show. Yeah, three days. Saturday night. In the Couve. Saturday night, March 10th, Vancouver. Uh, we're going to go up there with our good friend, Mr. J. Chandrasekhar. Yeah, the clown. Um, we're going to do a little Super Chuber show up there in Vancouver for the Just for Laughs Northwest Festival. And uh, we're going to be at the Vogue Theater. The Vogue Theater on Saturday night, March 10th. Yeah. 7 p.m. We'll be fun. Uh, we're going to do some stand-up. We're going to tell some Super Chuber stories. We pulled some never-before-seen clips from Super Troopers too. Yeah. We're going to show uh, about four never-before-seen clips from Super Troopers 2. Yeah, put your fucking cameras away, folks. I know. So that's exciting. So you got to come see that if you want to see some advanced footage. Yeah. Vancouver. Um, Vancouver, March 10th. Then, let's see. 
the only other dates we have on the schedule, we've talked about them, after the movie comes out, after Super Troopers 2 comes out on... 420. 420. Thank you, Lemmy. Stay with me, buddy. I, I, I was rubbing my... I thought you were going there. Our, uh, comp, our competition moved on from the uh, date. We were going to go up against The Rock uh, with the movie Rampage. Yeah. And uh, they moved off that date. Yeah. Out of fear, I think. Yeah. So now we're That's now it's it ours. They were afraid of us. The Rock was scared. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so after that, we got um, we got some dates in uh, May. So uh, I got them right here. May 3rd, we'll be in Green Bay at the Green Bay Distillery. May 4th, we'll be in Davenport, Iowa at the Rhythm City Casino. And the next night, May 5th, we'll be in Dubuque, Iowa at the Q Casino. And those tickets are selling like crazy. Yeah, they're going, they're going crazy. And it's going to be the first shows after the release of the movie, so this should be... Yeah. It should be a good fervor at these shows. It should be raucous. Green Bay, Davenport, Dubuque, Iowa, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Yeah. Get your tickets now, mm-hmm. um, What You got something. What else you got? What I do got, you got? You know what? As always, we have uh, we have a little help sponsorship to uh, get us through the episode. Ooh. And okay. uh, keep the lights going. Right. And this week, one of my favorites, Beach Body On Demand. Oh, Beach body on demand. Cause, and, you know, Queen, actually, we're going to need this because yeah. we're about to embark on a tour. Oh, my God. Tell and, me about and it. And these Super Troopers 2 tours, or the Super Troopers tour, all these movie tours, they're always physically devastating. I know it. We gain weight. We definitely don't exercise. We drink. This thing, yeah, we drink, we eat bad food, uh. we don't get enough sleep. Oh, uh, God, I can't. I can't this lot. thing is what we need. Okay. What do, so I get demand. back or do I do it at my hotel room as I'm... Uh... Well, you can do whatever you want. So All the right. thing is like, so Beachbody On Demand, it's streaming workouts. Okay. And, you know, our friends, uh, Tony Horton. Yeah, sure. a member of Beachbody. You can get uh, some P90X. P90X. And all his, all his series. Okay. You can get my, my boy, Leandro, with his uh, Brazilian butt left, oh, a.k.a. the that. BBL. You love that. Lift that tush up. Sure. Uh, if you're pregnant, you can do prenatal, postnatal workouts, all okay. that stuff. But the bottom line is with uh, with the, the the Beach Body on Demand, uh, it's cool because they like you can choose your workout whether you want to focus on your abs. You can sort it by your fitness level. You can uh, if you only have ten minutes to work out, like if you're in a hotel room, for instance, and you know you have to uh, go to a screening of your movie Super Troopers too. Okay, you could do a ten minute workout. You could choose a one hour workout if you wanted to. Okay, um, you can. There are nutrition tips mm-hmm. if you want, so you can get all of this and more. I mean, you really should. You go to the Beachbody uh, p- page, and like it's just got it's got the thumbnails, all the different uh, workouts sure. you can sort out by trainer, whatever it is. It's just, it's very easy for you. Um, so uh, for the Chew Crew. We got a special, got a special deal. We got a very special deal. Give okay. it to me. It's uh, a free trial. Oh, now ultimately, Beachbody on Demand is ninety nine dollars for the year, but that's way, way, way less expensive than going to a gym, and this sure. is totally convenient. Um, but for the Chew Crew, you get a free trial membership when you text Chew, C H E W, okay, to thirty thirty thirty. So thirty thirty thirty, you text Chew. Text CHEW to 303030. You get some sort of a password or some shit like that. You get full access to the entire nice. Beachbody On Demand platform free. Okay? And All I can get the rid workouts. And get rid of my gut. Then. The nutrition information free. You just text CHEW to 303030. It's per- it actually is perfect for us for what we're about to do. Okay. When you're on the go, your schedule's not... Uh, you know, not uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not consistent. Sure, it's um, not yeah. stable. Sure, it's uh, in flux. In flux. Sure, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But you have ten minutes here, <laughs> ten minutes there, whatever it is. Sure, Beach Body on Demand. Okay, Chew. Beach 30, Body 30, on 30, Demand. 30. Beach Body on Demand. Okay. 
Okay. Way to go. That's Lose it. some weight, bro. Um, okay, and that'll help me to work off my nutmeg and, uh, <laughs> and get out of my haze after you pee on my foot. Um, all right. Should we get on to our episode? Let's do you have do anything, it. any other biz? No. You know what? I love having Clifton Collins on our uh, on our podcast because it's just, it's he's deep. Okay. He's deep. He's got great stories, and yeah. it's also it's incredibly informative for me personally as an actor <laughs> to hear about his process. He teaches you how to be a real actor. Dude's in the zone. The dude's a professional. He is. He is. And he's just, we're just we're just uh, fucking court jesters as we are. We really are. He's an actor. We re- it's so funny because it's like as we you know we, we just finished shooting our our pilot. Yeah. We were surrounded by uh, talented actors. Yeah. And, and then us. Like, we're always the least talented actors on set, and uh, but that's okay. That's all right. Because we're in charge. The most fun to watch. That's Come right. on. Come on, guys. That's right. Um, all right, Chew Crew. Uh, let's get on to Clifton Collins. Let's do it. Uh, junior. Uh, everybody enjoy the chew. <laughs> hey, what's up, buddy? Should we? How you doing, man? How you we doing? Fuck yeah. Are we, yeah, we're going. Sorry, oh, we kept you. Uh, wow. Yeah, all right. This thing's connected. And we, um, electricity sounds nice through this. Sounds nice. We ran long with Tyler Labine. Well, logically, he's got thirty films coming. Well, out. so do you. I mean, like, I got like, like I can't one. believe bullshit. I got a list here, like oh. all these fucking things that you've done. Like, you guys are the most prolific actors in Hollywood, the two of you. You guys have like five, you have like five or six movies every year. That must be another actor. No, it's not no Clifton no. Collins. No, we were talking about we were talking about this in the car. We're, I mean, we talked we touched on it last time you were here, which was last your, time I had some films coming out. <laughs> you you do still too. Do. Now. I slowed down and fucking Westworld too. Yes, yes. I mean, Very come on for Westworld. Yeah, we were talking about that. I mean, it's like you, your process initially was fucking great. Your work ethic was great, and then also the work begets other work. That's what it comes down to. I, 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 I really, I find that the older I get, because you work with more people and you, you get comfortable with more people, and more people know what you can do. And I mean, you get he, up more, you, you know. I mean, Tyler left here. He said, "Guys, get back upstairs. That guy's a fucking genius. Get back up. Don't <laughs> That's leave what he just said. He said that. Come he on. just said that. He said, no. don't, don't leave him waiting. I swear to God, he said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said that shit. Flattery will get you everywhere. That's right. Yeah, you're, you're flattery operated. Um, should we chew before? Let's chew. Yeah, let's chew. Let's chew. Yum. Um, mm-hmm. um, Alan Clifton um, just went right into the fucking he went right chew. Into the chew. That's because he's chewing out some ramen over there. Bro. Do you know what I'm? You know what I'm chewing? Yeah. What? I'm eating some of Kevin Heffernan's world famous ice cream ramen. Yeah, ice cream ramen. That you I talked had last about week. last week. I yeah. had last week. Well, he put it together, Clifton, and it's delicious. Uh, I'll get to have my boy Goose do it. He'll he'll touch have it up a, for you. Have him make a recipe on it. Yeah, if you just throw quick little ingredients out. Sure, they'll put it together. Do it. Goose's um, Gustavo Alvarez ice cream. Bit of recognize. Um, fresh some fresh fruit. Fresh fruit. Okay, <laughs> fresh fruit. Ice cream ramen. Try to make it hard. Try to make it hard. Okay. Yeah, uh, and some cheese and some ramen. No, you can't add. Okay, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm just. I'm not gonna say what you can't do. Okay, I'll just throw it okay, out. Okay, can't have cheese and ice cream. No, no, but <laughs> cheese. Ice cream, you know what? Ramen. They said you couldn't have cheese with apple pie, and you can do that true. shit. That's true. They you said can. you couldn't have cheese with tuna fish, and you can do that That's shit. True. Okay. That's true. Let me tell you something about this uh, ice cream ramen I just ate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The beauty of it is. You got to eat it fast because that ice cream is going to melt. Sure. Okay? It's a hot ramen. You yeah. throw on the fucking uh, an ice sure. cream scoop But a melty ice cream is delicious. Yeah. And I think everybody knows that the best tasting shit on this planet is when you put a sweet and a salty side by side and cram it all in your goddamn mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or other places. Or other or places. Or whatever you can cram it. Yeah. That's fucking Anyway, cool. I really enjoyed your ice cream uh, ramen. Thanks, it was delicious. Buddy. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you loved it. What were you chewing on? 
I hope there's a make believe. Uh, I was eating a sandwich. Okay, just a, just a sandwich, it was just a big, big old sandwich. long sub. Yeah. Oh, you had the foot long, huh? It was yeah. the crunchy. That was where the crunches were from, from the crunchy toast. Okay, mm. that's good. That that's good. French baguette. Okay, it's getting this. <laughs> Sanders getting better and better. He's, <laughs> he's rolling it. By the he's yes and yes and yeah. Come on. He's. Did you ever take improv classes? I did not, but I had to improv my way through life. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> and I'm still doing it. You still doing? Yeah, I barely got here. Yeah. But no, I mean you got skills, bro. You get those improv skills, man. Come on. Oh, now I got that 9-11 target that got me here. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. I, I think one of the, my favorite offshoots of being an actor is that you get to meet other actors. We were just talking about this the other day. It's like we, like we work with all these talented actors who are people that have actually gone in and won the part. Mm. And we did it the other way. We just wrote our own shit. <laughs> and we're actually just a bunch of fucking monkeys. <laughs> I'm a monkey. But, like, I think You're it's – My monkey. favorite thing is that, like, you work with all these guys who actually book jobs and, like, I fucking know win jobs. And then you get to see them. Yeah. And all this shit. Yeah. And then you hang out with them and you're like, dude, I saw you in this thing. I saw you in this fucking thing. I saw you in this goddamn thing. It's, I think that's – But that's why about. he, like, I, you look at it and he books, like, so much stuff and you're like – God, it's so fucking good. That, well, the that, gay that porn I didn't book from auditioning. No, that's the who you know thing. That's yeah, the who yeah, you know yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that's because of your iron asshole. Let me do it. <laughs> Joining us on the podcast, Mr. Clifton Collins Jr., the most prolific actor in Hollywood. Thank you. Right? Uh, I don't no, it's serious. That, but... That's bullshit. Because I, I looked like you have like over a hundred credits. You have over a hundred fucking credits, dude. I mean, you're a f- you played an alien. I got like fifteen credits, bro. You played a fucking alien. Yeah, but I'm Mexican. <laughs> a Mexican I, alien? You, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But he's also in Super Troopers too. He's yes. fantastic in Super Troopers too. <laughs> oh, we can talk about that now. Yeah, we got by now. And here's what I love is that you, you, Kept sir, my mouth shut. you, sir. <laughs> I can say we can say this now. Unlike some people in this room, yeah, are the first face that you see in Super oh, Troopers oh, too. Yeah. Oh, you are the first face you see in Super Troopers yeah, too. Yeah, I, I, I was in it before we had a full blown movie deal. You were in it when we were we were That's dicking right. around we're for a couple trying, of days, trying to get, we're yeah, trying, trying to get to the money out. together. Yeah, That's right. right. That's cut, right. Cut a little something. That's helping right. Helping out the homies. That's right. And I believed then, uh, in you. Look, here we are. Yeah, and there he is. First, first face you see, and it's which great. is awesome. And, and then, and then it says Super Troopers Two. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Clifton Collins Jr. Clifton Collins. We won't give away the other people in that scene right now. We, yeah, we won't. The even... first, the first face you see. Yeah. What the hell? No, it's great. You mean like Michael Caine? Oh, did yeah. I say that? Oh, Michael Caine. Dude. Kane. I mean uh, Tony yeah. Hawkins. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Dude. Sorry. Sorry. Fuck. Morgan Freeman. Hawkins um, and Kane, though. Those guys were great. But you see, you've seen them. You came to that screening. We talked about this. We did a little screening at Warner Brothers. You came over there. You watched a little. It was fun screening. I mean, it was a rough cut, but it was fun. Oh, that was rough? Yeah. Oh, is it tighter now? It was fin- yeah, yeah. Oh, way it tighter. It was pretty funny, man. Yeah. I laughed pretty consistently. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it was shorter, and then we, uh, we've done the music, and we've done the, uh, we had some sh- more shit into it. We, we did our reshoot, I think, yeah. after that, or, no, before that. We had done it before, but I don't think it was okay. in that. Oh, wow. Okay, got it, oh, yeah. I, so, I can hardly wait to see it again. Yeah. I just, it's I, good. It was a good time to laugh. It's the same screen Katie was at. Katie was at that screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, so it, it's nice that you got a chance to see it, right? Good couple of laughs. Did you enjoy your own performance? I don't remember it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I tell you do what, you, do, you enjoy, that, do you enjoy watching yourself uh, on screen? Or on, uh, on? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, you want to appreciate the fruits of your labor, you know, you work hard for them, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a creative process. So you well, some people just put that you behind know. you, you know, they, like Brian well, Cox is a guy who's never, wa- never watches any of his movies. Well, I want to appreciate the work that everybody did together because yeah. it takes an army to, to put a together a, yeah. a film. So I want to watch what everybody. I want to watch everybody's work. Yeah, you That's know, a good from point. the actors, the DP, the the lighting, all of it. Yeah, know? yeah. Now I, I uh, 
I uh, we we've been screening the movie, you know, in test screenings. And there's that one shot where you where you reach. I won't t- tell what's going on, but you reach for that joint. <laughs> always gets a fucking Art huge laugh. imitating life. Yeah, always mm-hmm. gets a huge fucking mm-hmm. laugh, which I love, which I love. But yeah. that's the big laugh, the, the grabbing the joint thing. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very nice of you to come and do that with us, to do us that I, favor. My friends, I love you guys. Yeah, it was uh, super nice. When Jay called me, yeah. When well, Jay called me for your other lead, yeah. Well, I wasn't a lead, but uh, yeah. She, we were, she called me to help you guys out with a certain oh, actress. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Oh, with with uh, Shrieky. Yeah, Freaky Shrieky. Shrieky. She was on two weeks ago. She was set right there. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I call her the Iron Shriek. The Iron Shriek. And she told us the story, and she you were involved in that story about how you know you you were part of that process. Oh, she, getting her she remembers it. When I'm not around. That's right. Is that what it is? Is that what <laughs> well, it is? I, I don't, you know, they're like, don't you remember when I helped you get that gig? Sure. Like, you just sure. don't bring that up. And she she was uh, very honest uh, talking nice about your hear. involvement. Well, thank you Freaky for that shrieky. revelation. Yeah, pretty good, right? <laughs> Clifton, will you tell us about what you've been up to since the last time we had you on this podcast? I, I've been riding the wild plains with the men in black. Mm-hmm. Westworld? Yes, sir. What yeah. Now, where are you guys now? So, uh, season two comes out in April. Mm-hmm. But are you not yet? Are you filming season three right now? No, uh, season three won't start for quite a while. Okay, okay. but you're going to be busy with season two. Trust me, and it's going to blow your. Well, mind. season yeah. one blew my mind. Well, I mean, season gonna... one was I thought was great, and I was like, "What?" Well, I was like, "Where are we going in season two? And Seriously? I was like, "Because when season one did you, did you see season one? End of season one? No. When you get to the end of season one, you're like, well, "Where the fuck are we going from this? You know what I mean? And uh, now we're going to find out really soon. Yeah, and so, are. what? When did you shoot the second season? Like what? I, I, I wrapped uh, oh, probably like a month and a half ago. Okay. And how long was that process? It was pretty long. Thirteen um, episodes, ten episodes. What is it? Ten. Ten. And so that's like three, four months of work, or what? No, it's longer than that. Really? Yeah, it's it's like every episode takes. Uh, I mean, anywhere from three to three, three to four weeks. Jeez, every episode is like a movie. Every episode is like a movie. It is. You spend like you know close to ten mil per episode. Jesus, that's unbelievable. I get Can one, so that? that leaves them nine. Right. They yeah. get nine. You still do something. But you deserve it. Beautiful. You deserve it. Thank you. <laughs> and so, how long is the total like total time for to shoot the entire season? That's a good question. It keeps moving because it, it, there's a little, obviously there's a lot of pieces when you when you deal with something that big. Yeah. Um, and there's so much integrity in the writing. Which I think in part is um, why they got the the cast that they got. Yeah. Um, so you know, to you know, as soon as you you run into budgetary situations and you gotta, you know, you gotta remap your path through the story, and that takes time to do it well. Sure. So you know, uh, thankfully, you know, uh, Jonah Nolan and the, and the rest of the team. You know, they take their time to really make it right instead of just, you know, it's very typical of these productions to, not HBO, but other productions to just get it together so they can put it out as quickly as possible and make that coin back. Yeah, but in yeah. this case, everybody cares about story, yeah. which is so beautiful in this time where we're lacking so many stories. Yeah. You know, it questions creationism and God and mm-hmm. consciousness and things like that. And and the second season takes that scope bigger uh, in a bigger way, you think, or than the first yeah, season? Yeah, now, now we talk about Jesus. Yeah, hello. <laughs> no, I'm <I'm> lying. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you guys shoot? And then third season will be Baby Jesus. Right. Um, and then Buddha. And then Buddha we, comes next. Uh, we shot in Westworld. Really? Where is that Westworld? Yeah. Well, I tell you because it's funny because I I live out in. Uh, you should. I want you to answer every question just like this. Like, don't tell us the truth at all. Just fucking bullshit us all the way through the hour. Well, no, because here it was funny. It was like I I uh, I live out. Uh, is that out a Canadian valley. hour? Yeah. 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 One, okay. I'll be one, out here in ten a, minutes. A baker's yeah, yeah. hour. A baker's yeah. hour. 
I live out out in the valley, whatever way out, and uh, we were somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I want sick. I don't want to know. But I, I went off valley a hike. adjacent. Yeah, valley adjacent. I went out for a hike with my kids. Right. We were out in a don't hike. Don't stop this shit. Don't. And stop we were at the clip. Paramount Ranch. Right at the Paramount Ranch. Right uh, out in Agora, and uh, I was walking up, and there's a fucking church. There's like a church that got built on a field there, yeah. and I was like. Where the fuck did that come from? That wasn't there like two weeks ago. God. And then it, it came from God. And then the next like week, I saw it in the epi- in Westworld, and it's this church they built out the Paramount Ranch, and that's mm-hmm. where they shot the, one of the ending scenes there or whatever. We got like and, eight ranches. Okay. And so that's where you guys shoot all out in that world, or no? Pretty much. I mean, th- I pretty much ended in um, Utah. So okay. We got we got some exteriors that we do out there that we, that we get all together. And it's fun because it's it's one of the few times that the entire cast gets to sit together. Yeah. You know, you, most of the cast, not the entire. So it's kind of fun to have us all. It's such a huge ensemble. So sure. We have it's like a summer camp. It is like summer camp. <laughs> and then you know, next thing you know, I'm like with the man in black on this horse, you know, loping bushes and jumping. I'm Christopher Reeve and all these trees and shit. <laughs> and, um, that How's was, your horse riding skills these days? Well, I, now I'm a fucking pro. Yeah. <laughs> I think the last time, you were, not, you were not a big horse rider the last time we were here. Or were you always a big horse rider? I'm like 150. Okay, good. Not too big. 150, 150. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, I am a good horse rider, but yeah. this kind of, this, this last run made me, force me to be a, become an even better one. You know, they don't yeah. really teach you how to jump 10 foot trees. <laughs> you know, and the sure. horse is going to do what he wants to do. So yeah. on that first jump, you learn. That's right. why I'm here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so you're, you're a pretty good horse rider. Now. Yeah. Well, had you, now, I can't remember now, when you came on the podcast, had you booked Westworld yet? I believe so. Yeah, no, here, I, here's what happened. It was, it was that time where you guys, I think it started, but then they paused production mm. for a really long time to get it, their act together or something. Rewrites. Yeah, or you were about to start or something, and they had a big pause. Mm-hmm. We were in that pause. And at the time, I think you were training. Uh, were you going like for horse lessons, or are you meeting the guys up anytime, for Anytime these guys call me for anything, yeah. I show up. Sure. Why I said, just give me time on there. I don't move it. I don't call to reschedule it. I cancel everything. I'd like any chance to sit down with the badass horse wrangler or a badass you know gun twirler i'm there i just love it yeah, yeah. you know and, and now I'm, I'm i'm developing my own skills now that i've now they've built they've laid in the foundation with me and muscle memory and things like that yeah now I, I sit at home with my own you know peacemaker and i, I i'm pretty it's a heavy ass gun it's like a freaking yeah. four and a half pound gun and you're yeah. throwing it on your finger you got to know how to do all that stuff make sure the bolts aren't in it man. Um, I've got dummy rounds, you know, because I like to dry fire. Sure. Um, you know, I'm like stealing tricks from old westerns and shit. Not, not that I've had to use them, but I, I like to have my skill set up at a high level in case they say, hey, can you do this? But bam, yeah, yeah, like, sure. you mean this? Yeah. How about if I do this? How about if I do that? They're like, whoa. Yeah. So, uh, well, so can I ask you then, yeah. like, because we were talking about stuff that you're working on away from Westworld and you're talking about your grandfather and how mm. he was, you know, with John Wayne. I mean, is this, is this like kind of what inspired you to really finally dive into that project that you're writing oh uh oh uh that one actually my grandmother uh came down with stage two colon cancer so i sat down with her and i started documenting a lot of the stories and she gave me a a a case filled with old photos and i've got photos of my grandfather like 12 years old with his tap shoes on doing the old tramp character like charlie chaplin which he brought in i think it was 1915 was the first time we saw charlie chaplin Explain explain who your grandfather is again. Uh, my grandfather's Pedro Gonzalez yeah. Gonzalez, and he was a he became a contract player for John Wayne. But um, he comes from a family of nine. Yeah, they were all entertainers. It was very vaudevillian in Texas, um, and that's how they made their money to survive. Yeah. So yeah. he was pulled out of school at the age of seven. So as a result of that, he wasn't able. He wasn't educated. Wasn't able to read. Yeah. 
So um, he was the funny one out of everybody and everybody in San Antonio. He was kind of like he kind of came up that way. But to find these photos of my grandfather when he's 12 years old with yeah. like makeshift tap shoes and he takes bottles and fills them with water and he tunes them and he would play them. And this is yeah. something that's in my family for generations. Um, it inspired me like, Jesus, wow, like this guy was doing like the tramp character, like yeah. the Charlie Champ, like yeah. on Thief Floss. You know, even uh, Stan Laurel followed Charlie to do the tramp character as well because they were roommates. Yeah. And he came out from England and it just didn't work out for Stan that way. And when he, when he went off to do Stan and um, Oliver and Hardy, yeah. that was a whole other thing. Yeah. But um, so my grandfather did that and then he, he uh, had an opportunity to do a, a charity event. Which exposed him to producers on the Groucho Marx show, mm-hmm. and they laughed so hard and thought he was so funny. Mm-hmm. And the Groucho Marx show's ratings were down, and they they called him and they said, "Hey, why don't you have this little Mexican on your show? He's hilarious." Yeah. So my grandpa didn't even want to go because yeah. he's like, "Okay, well, I'll take my frying pans and my my bottles and my routine and my gags." <laughs> and no, you're not bringing any of that stuff. Yeah. So what do you mean? These are my tools that I make people entertain people. Like, no, we just want you to come and talk. He goes, talk. He goes, I barely speak English. I got a hundred word vocabulary. <laughs> you just heard them all. Yeah. And like, no, don't worry about it, Pedro. You're good. Just just come. Yeah. So he he was nervous because honestly, I think like every artist, we all secretly think we're going to be found out we forget our skill sets whether we think we're talented monkeys or not yeah you know where yeah. you guys just you I, I look up to you guys you guys <laughs> i'm you're my friends but i'm yeah. also a fan of your, your guys's work all of you so yeah. that's why i'm here oh, so thank you that's the truth yeah so my grand my grandma was like well you got to go they're going to pay you a little money He's like, okay, well, he had a plane ticket, so he cashed it in for a bus ticket, gave okay. my grandma the change, the difference to <laughs> feed my mom and my sure. my uncle and my aunt. And then he took a, the Greyhound bus to Hollywood and, yeah. and walked over to uh, NBC yeah. and did the Groucho Marx show. And um, NBC was flooded with, like, I don't know, thousands of fan letters. I've got maybe two, 300 original fan letters. Wow. Yeah. And if we're seeing, like, a, a Mexican guy on television, I mean, he was one of the – those early guys, early, guy, those early right? guys, and, and that takes me back to your your question: is um, you know, when I had George Lopez or Cheech Marin or Eddie Olmos, when they were in the past few months before my grandmother told me she was ill, um, they were all telling me how they affected him. They said, "When I saw your grandpa on oh, TV, wow. yeah, I, I saw my likeness, yeah. and I knew I could do it, yeah." And I watched him. And Danny Trejo, Danny Trejo was like, "Yo, bro, I love your grandpa. Can I get a <laughs> can I get a sign to uh, get a photo, please? I, I love him. Like every Christmas, I watch his movies and John Wayne." Yeah. yeah. So my grandpa signed his last brochure to Danny Trejo. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's which is really, really awesome. dope. And I'm wearing my grandfather's gum belt from Real Bravo in Westworld. Oh, that's yeah. right. You, you talked about that last time, I the think. Yeah, yeah. Gum belt. yeah. And so And so now you're doing this docu- awesome, a documentary dude. then about no, it? No, I'm, I'm writing his uh, life story now. Oh, that's great. Would you play it? I have that's to. Everyone keeps telling great. me what I look like. I might be a fool so not gotta to. you got to play it. Yeah. I'm just being – it's just these mirrors of uh, social consciousness, I guess. And where are you now in terms of writing? Do you? Um, I've got all my ingredients. Now I'm just uh, putting out the spine, yeah. making sure it's all in order, and I'll just get to the writing. But I, I'm not, I've grew up with so many of these stories, yeah. and now it's kind of great to get the – the real crazy details. Like, sure. like there's so many different t- my grandmother almost died like three different times. Yeah. Like, one time when they were coming to LA before the Groucho Marx show, they did he did two radio inter- inter- two radio shows that they paid him for. Yeah. So they drove out thinking that he would have a chance to make it. And they my great grandfather drove off a cliff with my mom and my uncle wow. <laughs> in the car off in San Diego. He fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thankfully the truck the, the truck was stuck on the side of the cliff. But my grandmother Holy said shit. she got out the car and she said, she said, you know, I was paralyzed. I couldn't even look over the cliff. I got out and I just was frozen. Yeah. And your, your grandpa got out and ran to the side and a diesel driver was driving by and saw the car go off the edge. Yeah. So he came out and they, they helped him and they thought 
they got my mom, my uncle, and my great grandfather out. And then um, the car didn't go down; it stayed. The van stayed yeah. there. Oh, really? Yeah. So they, I guess they brought it back over, and that was it. You got back in, kept Jesus. driving. Well, here I am. Yeah. There's so many different times I could not have been here. Right. But this <laughs> story, I mean, the story sounds like a no-brainer, though. You know it's, what I mean? It's pretty. It's a fucking no-brainer. It is. And even at the end, he was like. Uh, you know when he finally got you know when he did the Grouch Marsh show and he went because he, he was working as a he, he was working as a, a stagehand at WOI radio station yeah. which is a local station in Texas mm-hmm. so he would perform with the band he would also do errands for for the station and um, when they got that they he would get a lot of mail and phone calls because he didn't have a phone so when he got the notice from William Morris that they were signing him to, over Telegram. He didn't want to leave. He just like, well, I can't read. I'm not educated. I can't. This thing's like, don't worry about it. They're going to take care of this. You're going to get your readers, and they're going to teach you all this stuff. And it's like, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't. I'm afraid if, if if I go, I'm going to lose my job here at WOAI. Yeah. He's yeah. like, Pedro, I don't think you're coming back. <laughs> but if you do, you got your job back. Right. And my grandfather even went so far as to board up his entire house. Yeah. yeah. Thinking he was going to come back. He left all the furniture in there. Boarded it up. And he, he never came back. Well, he would go back, but yeah, he didn't yeah. come back. For the reasons of not having, he came back. Sure, to, to, hey, look whatever. at my new fifty-three to Cadillac. To peacock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, look at my fifty-four Cadillac. And then look at my you bring everyone Cadillac. to bring everyone out. To the family LA. did come out. Yeah. That, that's a whole other story because yeah. his brother, his older brother Jose, who was three years older than him, was kind of like a twin to him. Okay, and actually did movies under his name. Oh, okay, that's so my grandfather would be working under Pedro Gonzalez because and Jose would be working at the same time. Yeah, you know, as which, Pedro Gonzalez. As Pedro Gonzalez. <laughs> now, did those people? Who hired Jose? Know that they were not. They found paid. out. They didn't know. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, another great part. Of the William story. Morris had to come out and say, "Hey, you guys don't have the real Pedro Gonzalez." Gonzalez. <laughs> they looked a little bit different, um, but my grandfather had the skill set, and that was kind of what was offensive yeah. to him. Is like, I've got me, and you've got you. <laughs> yeah. But Mexican tradition, we're family. Why can't he use your name? Yeah. Well, because is that mean. a stage name or no? Well, his real name is Ramiro Gonzalez Gonzalez, okay. but my grandmother would call him Pedro. Okay. Yeah. Now, right. now, would you play Jose too, or would you get somebody else to play Jose? <laughs> I, you got to. That's interesting. How fun would that? Well, now that be? you brought, I with don't like know. a big nose, I, or I something think like that. I, it's gonna. They're very, well. He's, he was three years older. Yeah. But when you see pictures, they look so much alike. And you know, back then, like Mexicans were like black people to them. We all looked alike. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So you, but it caused a big riff in the family. Do you have a, a Do you have a brother who looks a lot like you? Who could? Nah. Okay. <laughs> so you'll just play Jose. What about Lemmy? What about Lemmy? I mean, if he's, huh? If he. Maybe he's Argentinian. Yeah. He's Argentinian. He's, not, he's fucking, not Mexican. I can sing and dance. We can d- darken you up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm I'm half Puerto Rican, half Argentinian. Oh, wow, I can do this shit. Nice. See? We can do that. You're man. Practically Cuban. I can. I, that my wife is Cuban. <laughs> don't don't so let me in the middle. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's fucking awesome. So how far how far through that process are you? I'm I'm in the thick of it. Yeah, it's it's heavy. It's heavy. I've got his frying pans at my house now. My uncle started teaching me the songs all over again. Yeah. Because you know, I got to tune him up. It was really funny because towards uh, you know as he got older, his hearing started to go. Yeah. These frying pans, it's not like a guitar where you just turn the key and you you, t- you change the note. You got to use a hammer, and you hit it in certain parts to change the key. And he didn't have tuners, so he'd use his piano. Yeah. He like that's how he would tune it. But every year his hearing got worse and worse. So yeah. He always knew when he was getting ready to go to. He would do this thing called uh, Rex Allen Days in Wilcox, Arizona, every year. Uh-huh. So you, you always knew what, when it was coming because you'd come over to the house for breakfast and you hear him ding, 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 boom, 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 ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ah, cabrón, I can't do these things. Ding, 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 down, down, down. And as the years would go on, the, the ding, ding, ding would go longer and longer <laughs> and longer. And we'd get more aggressive and more violent. <laughs> right. I got the little hammer. It says PGG on it. It's great. I'm like, wow, here it is. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty dope. 
That's awesome. Are you good at it now? You know, he taught me a beer bell polka when I was like 12 years old. So I I pulled him out the other day and I was able to play most of it. Yeah. And then I got my, my uncle... Who uh, Ramito Jr. Who's who, who did just a little? Oh, I didn't bring the other phone. I'd have it here for you, but uh, he's uh, he started to teach me some of it. So we're right. gonna sit down. I'm gonna learn probably four songs. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. And I'm collecting old video clips that I have and old reels. I got to transfer reel to reels and all this film. I got to transfer digitally. It's hard. Let, can I, would you also consider doing a documentary about it? I've been thinking about it. I'm going to focus on a screenplay first. Yeah. But How fun with the screenplay though? I mean, it's like you, you put yourself into that world of black and white TV stuff and the Groucho Mark show and then who plays John Wayne in your movie. I don't know if I'm going to get to John Wayne. Okay. You know, but there's something interesting that happened. He went to go see uh, my grandmother and, and grandfather. He was uh, 25 and she was 22. Yeah. So they were going to do a midnight show and they were driving to Lubbock, Texas and they saw um, John Wayne was his hero. It was his yeah, favorite. Yeah. And back then, you know, Hank Williams was big. John Wayne was big. Yeah. You went into the salons. They were always playing uh, Hank, Hank Sr. And um, the lady takes a chance was playing. And he, he saw – he was like, oh, my grandmother's name's Leandro. So he called Lee. He goes, oh, Lee, look, oh, look, John Wayne's. We got time to watch this, this, this show before we do our midnight show. He goes, let's stop and watch it. So he watched it and there's a scene where, where Duke – Walks up, he rides in on his horse, and he goes to 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 tie the reins onto the outside. And my grandfather's, golly, look at that! If I could just, if I could just stand there next to his horse holding the reins, I'd die a happy man. <laughs> and my grandmother was like, "You're crazy! You're dreaming too big." He goes, "Nah, if I could just just do that, I'd be, I'd be so happy." Unbeknownst to him, that three four years later he would become a contract player. Yeah, sure. For John Wayne, not that's, just holding the reins. That's awesome, dude. I, I bet Chris Pratt could play John Wayne. You think? Okay, Chris I do. Pratt. I think so. I don't know if he's tall enough. I mean, John Wayne was a tall guy. Duke was big. Yeah, well, yeah. he's probably six six four, probably six three six four. Big mm. guy. Mm. But all I mean, you know, you get all the fucking guy like Edward James, almost Danny Trail. All those guys would definitely be in the movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Samuel L. Jackson. He. I in the know. Movie, I believe me. I'd love to throw him in there. I'm trying to find his <laughs> place. Anything. I love Sam. I love that guy. Well, he wrote. You know, it's funny because like when you came on here last time. Uh, I don't even think Prison Ramen had come out yet. Okay, it, it did. It was just coming it just out. Just coming out. And, and so, yeah, tell, say what Prison Ramen is. It's a, it's this this uh, book that you put together. Prison Ramen's book I, I put together with my buddy uh, uh, Gustavo Alvarez, and um, it en- encompasses is basically a. They're all real prison recipes yeah. that he has that are very common in prison, um, and some are his very own. Um, and every recipe is accompanied with a story, which is kind of like a. It's kind of like a, something to learn from. Yeah. You know, we're hoping to change people's perspectives on things. And we donate uh, 20% of the earnings to Homeboy Industries yeah. and Father Greg, who works with at-risk gang use. Yeah. Um, they have a 70% success rate of kids actually making it and yeah. staying out of prison, whereas in the prison system today has a 30% success yeah. rate yeah. by design. Yeah. You know, people that own the prisons want to keep their prisons full, so they sure. want to make sure that these guys come back and they yeah. don't – become a contributing member of society <laughs> whereas in humble industries just the opposite that's they, what they do right. they're really great and they've got a great food they got all organic food and you, there's a lot of which love which is delicious it yeah. is super is delicious. delicious have you yeah. been I have and I, I love the don't fact they have it in the airport in the airports now they've got yeah. I gotta take you guys to humble industries in Korea now well I, okay. yeah, we haven't been there but I remember like some 
one of my friends was like, hey, I got this salsa. It's from home. And that's the first time I heard of Homeboy Industries. And like I was dipping my chips. And I was like, this is the best fucking salsa I ever had in my goddamn life. <laughs> you guys go with me. You'll get the secret stuff. Oh, okay. is that right? Yeah. The really good salsa. The top shelf behind the, the golden counter salsa. salsa. <laughs> the golden salsa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll have the Mexican pass yeah. with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> How was the book doing? I mean, because it was a couple it's, years it's, ago. It's, maybe we last talked about it's it. The t- it's, it's the top top five right now yeah. on Amazon. And so it's making some good dough for the charities that it's uh, We're getting there. For Homeboy? We're yeah. getting close. It's a novel book so it's a little different sure um and obviously with the with the contents you can imagine you've probably got a lot of people making copies of this book you know I mean, yeah it's a, one of those things that you can kind of it's kind of like stealing music <laughs> sure, 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 yeah. sure sure well except that you know i mean you've got so the, the, the stories are in point. here the stories are in here and i mean yeah. you've got a, a pretty eclectic group of people telling stories sure i got i got a handful of celebrities um danny trejo jacob vargas uh taryn manning dear friend shia um, Roger Avery, who co-wrote yeah. Pulp Fiction, yeah. and obviously Samuel L. Jackson, who's a, one of my greatest mentors next to my grandfather, yeah. who uh, was kind enough to give me um, uh, the foreword. That's great. You know, so um, they're cool. It's very entertaining. People yeah. love it. I mean, we got like five star ratings, and you can get it any like in the bookstores or yeah, you have Amazon to order it some places. Or... Uh-huh. Okay. Amazon for sure. So prison ramen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and they're all real recipes. That's excellent. And they're delicious. Uh, a chili corn chip pie ramen. I swear, I'm just going to give you a warning right now. It should come with a warning because okay. it's that good. It's so damn good. Jesus. Chili corn I chip ramen. You don't even have to be stoned. It's so, you just freaking. Wait a second. Wait a second. You, you don't, don't have even to be stoned? No. It's, <laughs> you you'll think that, you're stoned when you eat it. You should put that in the Starburst <laughs> on the cover here. You don't even have to be stoned. <laughs> yeah. That would By the be way, good. in the uh, second edition, in the second run of this thing, when you're including my fucking poutine ramen recipe. <laughs> right. and, oh, we will. Yeah. I know Goose is listening. She's probably writing something now. <laughs> Goose. Poutine ramen. It's French. By the way, I mean, the, the, the chicken corn chip. Wait, wait. It's chili corn chip ramen. That sounds like there's some Frito pie elements in there. And Frito pie is one of my favorite dishes. It is. Oh, my God. It's so good. Although we were just in Austin. I, oh, let's be honest. Love. You didn't get it. You didn't get it when we were in Austin. I didn't get it because uh, specifically shit, I'm trying to fucking get in shape. <laughs> and we never really got out of the hotel. <laughs> so true. if you made one, you guys could split it. That's what I do. That's a good I, point. You know, unless portion control. Let, yeah, portion control. Unless you're gonna, if, if you're going to be hitting. My two least favorite words in the English language. If you're going to hit control. the iron on the yard, I understand. Eat a whole portion because yeah. you're going to need it. Um, but otherwise, it's good to split. Sure. Okay. I canceled my Valentine's Day like a dinner reservation. Said, "I'll oh, go to make chili corn chip pie." Oh, like, you did. Two years. My girlfriend at the time was like, "So we, she was going to." Oh my god, your 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 book's out. I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, this looks good. This looks good." Like, ooh, chili corn chip pie. I'm like, oh my god, it's my favorite. So why don't we eat that? So we're going to Argos tonight. He goes, "Oh, really? You wouldn't cook this for me anyway." I'm oh, like, shit. "Yeah, I would." Because okay. oh, I dare cancel, you. Cancel your fucking She's like, dare reservation. You. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna cancel right now. You want me to yeah. cancel Argo?" <laughs> right. She's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, well, wow, that's a girl that loves you. Yeah. Well, Canceling Ago. In the end, was she pissed or was she happy? She was stoked. Good. Dude, oh, my he, God. He Clifton made that for her and then laid her down <laughs> in, in a bed, bed of roses. roses. And the, she laid the, me the, down in a bed of roses. Right. The theme song from Narcos was playing. they just farted. That's right. right. They just they farted. Just up farted. Fuck, fucked and farted all night long. Yeah, yeah, fucked and, and she farted. loved every minute of it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Kept all the flames away. All the candles were far away. No explosions. None of that no explosions. All right, let's listen. You're telling me that you don't fucking work that much. I got a gazillion things here. But by the way, go I, I just want one last thing on yeah, this. Yeah. On, this uh, on the farting with your chili, girlfriend? Yeah. Go. I also one think in, in the second audition, or in the second edition, you should put a. You should insist that the people, if you're fucking after the uh, the chili, okay, corn chip, there should be a candle. 
<laughs> by the butt <laughs> so that you can have the explosion. Because I think that sounds pretty cool. It's that good is. for effect. Yeah. That is. If, if she's like, you know, if she's like a reserve fire department woman or some shit. Sure. Oh, yeah. Just safety, you know, it's good to always help to increase your sure. odds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't be like, oh, I farted and sure her head caught on fire. <laughs> you know, you don't want to. <laughs> no, it'd be like the 4th of July. You just have fucking big explosions, you know, coming sure. behind you while some you. fireworks? While you do it. All right, go, go. That's all I wanted to say. No, I just have a list here, which you know, I I, uh, I feel like you know he he's saying he doesn't work that much. I got a fucking I got like six things this year that he worked. Here's on. the thing about Clifton Collins: yeah. he lets his work do the talking for him. He's a okay. modest man. He's not going to come out and just boast because what you do is is boast worthy. I know, but we can well, plug though. We can do plug, it. Though. You can plug, and then I can boast because honestly, I kind of forget. Okay, so so maybe these are might be you know. You may, we made a quick pop, or maybe you have a bigger role. I don't know. You tell or maybe me. Maybe you okay. thought it was Steve Buscemi. It might have been, right? The Mexican Buscemi. The Mexican Buscemi. Uh, you just brought Roger Avery. Oh, that's right. You did a movie with him, right? <laughs> Look, here he goes. Lucky day. Here. What is that? Is that? What's the deal with that movie? That was awesome. I, is I, that? You know, he wrote this. He wrote this script when he was in prison, and he's the guy who wrote Pulp Fiction. And, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And he was involved in the story for Reservoir Dogs too, right? Yep. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He's a badass. Yeah, I yeah. love working. With, I did Rules of Attraction, with Roger. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he wrote this role for me that I read two years ago, and production on Westworld was so difficult. Yeah. You just don't know what's happening, and and, and you can't tell your schedule. You can't and, tell your schedule, yeah. and I love. I, I don't want anything to interfere with Westworld. Like yeah, I, yeah. I let my agent know, like, well, I'm calling him, and they're like, you don't do shit. Yeah. If they say I can do it, <laughs> then I do it. You don't push. You don't call. Right. Yeah. You know, if they sure. give me green light, cool. Yeah. You don't force the green light with Westworld because yeah. I love these motherfuckers. Smart. Yeah. I just love. Them. I'm finally doing a western. Yeah. I know. What so the my fuck? My grandfather's whole career was and built it's a on smart westerns. Fucking. We- it's a smart fucking cool I'm western. In fucking heaven. Yeah. Yeah. In fucking heaven. Yeah. You know, it's good to hear that because a lot of times you talk to actors who have been on TV series. And they'll talk about how like they were actually dying for the series to end, and when it got canceled, they were like, "Fuck yeah!" And and we've talked, we've joked about that. Like, are you fucking kidding? If I was on a great TV show that I loved, I would do it. I would do it for fifty fucking years. I would like to put at the very top of my resume, Westworld and scene. Yeah. Just end it. That's it. I don't want to yeah. do nothing else. Just keep me. Yeah. Just keep me. It's a wrap. Yeah. Exactly. I'm home. I'm home. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll bring my grandpa's saddle. Uh, Rex Allen gave him a saddle in 76. Yeah. It's all customized. So it's, it's cool to hear the old-time cowboys, yeah, yeah. the Wranglers, because they'll see it. They didn't know it was my saddle, and I hear them. I'm on the other side of the track. I hear them talking about Rex Allen. Shit, I heard him on the country radio saying he's coming in this morning. Whose saddle is this? And I turn around. Yeah. That's my you, saddle. It's my saddle. Yeah. Yeah. Get your hands off it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. <laughs> Standing right behind him. Yeah. That's my saddle. Yeah, that's my that's my leather you're fingering right there. <laughs> but uh the uh, so he, he So Roger Avery. So he wanted me to do this role and we, we called to ask and it, it was kinda my schedule kept moving, they weren't really sure. So I, I said, Roger, I said, Look man, I love you, man, but I, I can't uh you know, I just don't know. I don't want to hold you up either. And, yeah. and you know, Westworld, it's, you know, it's my baby, so I got to stay with her. So he, he, they had some situations. He hired another actor and, and some things fell apart. And then at the last minute, I'm literally flying in from Utah. Yeah. I, I just landed. It was uh, like five hours of travel, like three hours on the road, two-hour airplane, airports, all this other stuff. I mean, I survived it because my horse was doing crazy shit. There's all kinds of times I could have died. Sure. <laughs> so I made it. I'm alive. Woo, so I'm doing laundry. I got a, I got a text. I'm doing my, my, all my dirty laundry yeah. covered in dirt, and I get a text saying, Cliffy, it's Roger. Uh, is there any way you can get on a red eye tonight? I'm like, what? 
<laughs> Red, I am so fucking tired. I got up at four. I just hear, I got, I'm washing things. I almost died right. 10 times. Right. Now I got, what, uh, to uh, your, what? He goes, oh, a lucky day. I said, lucky day. Okay, so I'll, I'll fly in and then I'll do wardrobe and maybe a little rehearsal and shoot the next day. He goes, no, I need you coming straight to set to shoot. Holy like, shit. Fuck me. So I got to stay up on a plane and pull an all nighter like I'm in high school again. <laughs> to where? Where did you go? I had to go to fucking Toronto. <laughs> I was on a red eye, and I can't sleep because I got to stay up and learn all my lines of a parole officer. I I don't have – I have the convict in my back pocket. I have Dirty Cops in my back pocket from the different films I've done, Triple Nine, Dirty with Cuba Gooding, but not the parole officer. I don't have that lingo and that verbiage that I like to make my own. And and on a plane ride to Toronto, I've got to learn all this shit. (laughs) Fine. I'll take my Adderall. (laughs) I took my Adderall. I'm like, Roger, if you weren't a friend of mine, I'd tell you to go fuck yourself right now. But I love you. I'm on my way. Well, now this is important. I don't want to interrupt. This is important because if, if, you know, Chukru, if you go back and listen to the the first um, uh, interview with Clifton Collins – the preparation is key for you. Yeah. And every, like you like your time to fucking get into these characters. So this really is like a shock to your system. Yeah. It's no a bullshit. shock. Yeah. It was, and then I, and I, couldn't, um, I, I couldn't shave because of Westworld. Yeah. Like, Roger, cool, just so you know, I can't shave. I got to ch- ch- keep my look. You can't cut my hair, all this stuff. He's like, great, great, great. I'm like, <laughs> all right, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> What's the what was the movie about? What's the movie? Lucky Day. And so you played a probation officer. I played a proba- probation okay. officer. And what? And what, uh, what's the story? Are uh, you allowed to say? I'm not. Okay, now there's a log line out there. Okay. When, when is it coming Check out? It out? I don't know. He, he just saw a rough cut like three days ago. Okay. So you just shot stuff. and recently. I rewrote. I rewrote a bunch of it too. Oh, you did. Awesome. Okay. I, I changed. I added some cool little things. I'm pretty stoked on. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. And so so he's got a rough cut. So they're editing. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. And so it'll be out sometime this year, probably. Mm-hmm. And then I correct. saw I saw the Robert Forrester film, which just came out with John Hawks that Octavia what Spencer is that? produced. Small Town Crime? That is Small Town Crime, yeah. Okay. I love John Hawks. Me John, too. That's why we all did the movie. He's so good. That's phenomenal. Literally, John Hawks, they said, uh, there's a little Andy, there's not a lot of money. John Hawks, say no more, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can pay them. I don't care. I'm in. What's that movie? It's a uh, Small Town Crime. It's about a small town crime? Yeah. Uh, Robert Forrester, John Hawks. What else you got there? I'm not done with the small town crime. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't look at my list, motherfucker. Yeah, we're not Dude, done. He's reading upside down. I'm gonna fucking read upside down. I know, but I, that's a fun one too because I play kind of a, and that just came out and it's getting great reviews. These guys just got another film too, and um, you know we, it's so funny. I mean, these indies, you got to bring so much to the table. They had yeah. like kind of a, I play kind of like a. A, a black influenced pimp, you know, like a wigger, <laughs> a white dude that might right. grow up in the in right. a, like a crip yeah. hood or something. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So I was like, I was like, all right. So I, I had a Skype session with these guys and um, like the creative, pe- the yeah, writer, the, the director. two directors, yeah, yeah, yeah. two of them, their brothers, yeah. yeah. Um, and I started. I wanted to see what their sense was. Like, how much do they know about pimps? How much do they know about that world? Like, do they know that whole other side, yeah. That, yeah. That, that hood world? And I asked them if they knew who Iceberg Slim was, and they said no. Yeah. So I knew then that they had no clue, and they didn't do too much research on it. They <laughs> yeah. laid down the groundwork, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I said, if I have green light, I said, I'd like to propose certain ideas, and I gave them some examples and why certain things work and why certain things don't, and, and see if they could see my logic and if it made sense to them. Once I proposed it to them, they were able to see the line like, yes. Yeah. I said, great. Well, just take me off the leash and let me, let me write some of this stuff and change, make little changes, and I'll shoot them to you. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so I sat down with one of my old childhood crip friends that has been my buddy since I was 15. Yeah. Got me out of some hairy situations. This dude put up 500 pounds on the bench. <laughs> one of my mentors that kept me out of trouble. Right. Um, so we literally went through all the dialogue. Yeah. yeah. Me and him. And, and fixed. I brought my own gold teeth. Okay. I like, I, I, I got this cool little finger wave that confused my, my hairdresser. But once she saw, I said, she was, well, finger wave. I don't understand. I worked in Paramount in 1972. I'm like, uh, oh, great. Think of flappers, 1920s, the roaring 20s. Like, oh, that finger wave. Like, yes. Right. So I got a finger wave now. Okay. And she was really stoked afterwards when she saw it. But um, it was funny because I, I kind of thought I fucked that roll up because nobody called me for looping. Yeah. I've got some crazy terminology and vernacular that comes from the hood that yeah. most most Mormons don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I was like, I thought, man, did they get somebody else to loop my dialogue? Because <laughs> I've got like a little bit of a black accent right. and I've changed some words. And I call, and they said, oh, my God, Clivia, you're going to love this movie. Did I'm like, so how's my role? Because, oh, it's fucking great. We love it. I'm like, did, did somebody else loop it? Or I don't understand. Like, how, you guys never call me to ask me, like, what does this mean? And what does that mean? He goes, well, we don't know what it means, but it's so fucking cool. We kept it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll take that. And then it turns out that it's, I'm like, I mean, I'm getting singled out in reviews. I'm very, I'm very oh, blessed. Awesome. I'm very stoked. Yeah, that's one of the biggest rewards that anybody could ask that's for. That's awesome. Getting man. singled out. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. That's all right, people, so, so a lot I can of people, see that movie now. Yeah. You could watch it tonight. Yeah. Okay, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's getting crazy reviews. It's, okay. I'm pretty stoked. Oh, good. Is it on Netflix or lie. Amazon? What's it on? I don't know. Where can we watch it? Yeah, Small town crime. Go look for it. Google that shit and it'll pop up Figure pretty it fast. Out. All right. Uh, MFA. What's that? Oh, MFA is right out. Masters of Fine Arts. It's okay. a, a film I did with uh, Francesca Eastwood. Okay. And is that a, is that a big big role you have in that? She kills it. She's amazing in it. Uh, that that is something I did as a favor to to her. I was you actually, worked with her in something else. Uh, you or no? the vault. The vault. That oh, was that's also the James Franco movie. That was another favorite gig. Okay. Um, those are two like. This friends. is all in the last year, people. I know, Just so we know. By the way, this is all in the last. <laughs> Who fucking else is year. in the Avery movie? Who else is in that? Uh, oh, uh, Nina uh, Dobrev. Okay. Who's charming, beautiful, talented, and just fun to work with. Yeah. Um, and Crispin Glover. Yeah. Amazing. Um, gosh, I can't remember who. They've got so many different. People I've worked with, I just can't remember who's in what film. I confuse them. This is my point, Lemmy. The guy does fucking 20 movies a year, so it doesn't... But wait, let's get into MFA real quick, because I read the script, and I thought, wow, this is such a great subject matter. It's about a a woman that gets raped on campus, and then like kind of goes to address her assailant, who she knew, which is very common, and accidentally kills him. And then she kind of goes on this rampage. She finds out that the college, which is... This, this thing that's happening right now is very common too is they bury rape cases because yeah. they're mm-hmm. athletes or this or that yeah. and, and so um, I thought well, this is very timely and so um, there's this lead role of a detective I said this is a great role oh there's already an actor playing it I said yeah. cool so I was doing another film um, Crooked Somebody with, right. with, with Rich Summers and Ed Harris and that will be out when our movie comes out a very out. close friend of ours Ed? no a Rich? no Rich Summers? Ed no Harris? oh who? Jill Vigman you know Jill Vigman? Jillian Vigman? Jillian Vigman, actress, blonde. Plays the wife no. of Jack in the Box. She was listed as one of the leads in that. I don't movie. need a Jack in the Box. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> didn't, he didn't have Jack in the Box. All right, but you know. Yeah. Okay, I was Cro- yeah. Shot. There okay. you go. Okay, sorry. Hey, he says he doesn't uh, right. We're yeah. Crooked somebody. People. Yeah, what well, I know. Yeah, uh, crooked so, somebody, okay. So I was shooting that. Yeah. I remember this specifically. I was. Sh- <laughs> I was shooting that. It was er, it was a day where I'm getting my skull bashed in like 30 times. <laughs> and G- just another day at the office. Yeah, and GNR. It's a night shoot. GNR is playing the Dodger Stadium. 
Um, Which you went to. I did. Yeah. I had Slash gave me tickets for that Saturday, and we were shooting from Sunday into Saturday morning. So I get a phone call saying, hey, th- that actor dropped out that was playing the detective in MFA. When you want to play it? I said, fuck yeah, I'm in. Great. I hung up, all this other stuff. Then finally I get a phone call or I get an email saying, oh, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. I will see you on set tomorrow at 7 a.m. <laughs> yeah. This is I, your MO, dude. I laughed too. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you've got the wrong person. This is Clifton. I'm playing a detective. Um, I'm on set right now, and I'm not going to rap till sunup. So I'm yeah. sure you got somebody – I don't know who this email is meant for. No, we need you tomorrow on set. I'm like – I'm going to be late because yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be shooting all night. Another movie. I've yeah. got my skull bashed in. Yeah. I'm going to need to shower somewhere because there's no showers up here. In Guns and Roses playing. I, did, I'm, 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 I, sent, I sent Slash a Viber yeah. like, dude, look at me, man. I, I pointed to him and I shot me and you could hear him playing. You could see they were like this big because they were down there and I'm at the top of the mountain. Yeah. They were going to send me a golf cart to go down because they thought it would be cool if I showed up with my head bashed in. But then my daughter's like, well, I don't know if we got enough time. We got 45 minutes. Like, no, we're not going to let you go. I'm like, fuck. So I'm literally driving to Orange County after I rapped, trying to learn my lines while driving. Yeah. Detective With lines. fake blood in your hair. Like, just if I get pulled over now, this is yeah. going to be hairy. <laughs> right. And then I've got to go to a frat house yeah. and bathe in somebody's frat shower. Sure. And then try on just detective clothes. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then do the scene. I, I think you did it though. I did with no sleep. Again, Jesus, what's wrong with you? I, I, a lot. This is why he works so hard. He, he doesn't work so hard. I, he doesn't what? even sleep. This I, guy. I think you should do a book series. Your next book should be photos of you on the first day of any new gig, and it can yeah. be you like from, you know, your fucking bloody skull. From yeah. your previous job, because this is a trend with you. It seems to be. I want to stop it, though. We, we gave him a luxury super troopers, too. We gave him, like, a, a night to sleep. You guys fucked me, too. <laughs> we did. Did you show up late? Did you fucked me up? with love, but yeah. still. Fuck, yeah. I got fucked. Fuck you the corn chips, bro. <laughs> uh, I was like, I was like uh, where were we? We were, we were, in, we're where, in Massachusetts. Where were we? The Quabbin Reservoir. Yeah. Right in the middle of Massachusetts. I can't even spell Quabbin yeah. Reservoir. Yeah. The Quabbin <laughs> Reservoir. Yeah. So, just so you guys know, yeah. I had to race out of there, because they suddenly need me in Utah. Yeah. That was for season one. Oh, for Westworld. Yeah. Okay. So now they're like, we're going to fly you into Vegas, and we're going to rent you a car, and you're going to drive to location. I'm like, from Vegas to Utah? Are you going to rent me a Corvette? Because if you want it, I'm like, maybe. <laughs> but I'm going to get pulled over because i got a heavy foot. Yeah. They're like, all right, we'll get you a car. So they picked me up. I had to spend three hours in a car going all the way deep into the mountains of Utah after I left you guys. Yeah. Really? Flying. And we, were up, and we were up late. Yeah, we were up late. <laughs> yeah. And then I showed up to set, and there was already uh, – Ed was shooting a scene – um, with this Indian guy, um, Indian with dot, not feathers, mm-hmm. right? And um, it, he was Chandrasekhar Indian. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Okay. And and I, I looked. I said, "Oh, they already got somebody to play me." And then he turned around. And I saw he was just dark as sin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a little darker than me. <laughs> right. Shit. So we we did fuck you on that. A no, bit. well, I they, they they pulled him out. They were just doing the reverse. Okay. And then they threw me in the clothes. Oh, good. Then, okay. But I didn't have time to go to trailer. Literally, they, the car door opened up. I hit the sand, and they grabbed me my clothes, and I started. What is this with you? Right there. What is yeah. this with you that you end up I'm going to tell situation? you this though. This sounds to me like actor whining, okay? Because <laughs> this, this is a success problem. I mean, do you know how many actors would kill to be like, I had to fucking finish this job. They put me on a plane. I went straight to the next set. And I was fucking tired. I didn't want to do it. I said, fuck you guys. <laughs> That's what I don't say, though. That's yeah. right. I'm like, I'm coming in. He coming in hot. Just get ready. He cherishes yeah. it, man. Yeah. I got no choice. You got to go yeah. with it. But this also goes to my, my other point, too, where it's like the work begets work. I mean, you're just getting fucking given roles because people are like, 
the dude always delivers. He's always prepared. He comes in and fucking drills it every time. Yeah. I try. He's a pro. And he's uh, a cool dude. I'd like to do yeah. better. Yeah. You'd like you like know, to do better. I like to do better. I just always feel like, okay, well, you know, you say, you know, it is what it is and it turns out the way it turns out. But, you know, when you only got like a, a plane flight to memorize monologues, yeah. you know, and you want to really riff and flow and dance and do this thing to to create a, a new a new character, you know, it's um that's kind of what I live for. I want to make sure. like if I can't – if I'm playing the same – unless unless it's Westworld, which even then they give me the opportunity to do different things. But I, I like to be able to delve into new worlds, like really delve in. I want to learn the mechanics of being a parole officer. I want to know the different character types of parole officers. Mm-hmm. There's like four or five different character types of parole officers. Yeah. You know, and I, you don't have that luxury when you're flying in like that. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I'd sit with Roger and ask him about his stories. He was so excited to catch up with me because we're friends. I'm like, that's great. Oh, that's so funny, Roger. Great. Yeah. So back to the script, please, okay. please. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Like, Roger, please, I'll stay up all night with you, but we got to really get into the script. I, yeah. I would love to catch up with you, but we got to get into this because I want to do a good job for you. Yeah. You're going to be great. Well, if you let me do the work, yeah. yeah. Let me do the work, please. I love you. Yeah. I didn't fly out here to catch up. By the way, that's the work ethic I'm talking about. I know. That's, that's fucking professionalism. I'm just like, I'm listening to him and I'm thinking, what's the scene? I got to ask my scene 34. I got to ask my scene 55. Yeah. Oh, that's very fun. Oh, your daughter's great. Oh, that's good. A scene, don't forget scene 76. <laughs> then. Oh, great, great. Can I talk about scene 76? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's tabled, ready. Do you even audition anymore or do you, you get offered shit? I like do that? audition. I do. I, look, I like audition. I love it. I know some actors. No, I remember talking to you about it last time and I think about it all the time, what you said about. A chance to perform. Yeah, and it's like, it's not, uh, don't look at it as the burden, look at it as a chance to perform, it's which I think is an interesting thing. We we uh, we drove home from that thing together like ghosts. We were like, we were questioning our own fucking professionalism. And well, because, yeah, I mean, he, he was, it was a very eye-opening way to look at things, I yeah. feel like. Can I add some icing to that one? Yes. Okay, so you prepare and you go in there to perform. Yeah. Now that you're performing for you. Yeah. You got freedom. You got yeah. freedom to make choices that you don't care what they think. Yeah, because it's for you now. It's not like I got to get the gig. Right. So now you're going to use the the epitome, the, the all of your creativity. You're not hindered by regulations and rules. Sure, they might direct you and give you a little note or here or there, but if you're going in to perform, yeah, you're mm. going in with your whole heart, not pieces of it. Because I got to get the job. I got to stay in the boundaries. Think in the box. Yeah, you get to think outside the box. You get yeah. to show them something that nobody else is doing because you're doing it for you. Right. See, that's tasty icing right there. But it is. It's it's a it's, it's a way better to look that way because we I you're you, less nervous. Yeah, you look yeah. at an audition, you're like you're, you get tense about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's not. It's an unnatural circumstance and yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it like Clifton, it's hard to look that way. Like it's hard to be in that. And then mindset, also walk in but, a little bit in character. Don't yeah. let them talk to you too much. Don't let them ask you about beer fest. Don't let them distract yeah. you. Don't fucking really. Train that's the other thing. Like we we like to do a little. I like to know what the person's like to work with. So you do that after. You don't know you think if you're after you do it. I okay. don't know you're gonna. Right now, you're there for you. Period. Yeah. So, but you know, we also feel like we want to warm up the room for them. So I they understand. Can, so they can That's be your a little more relaxed. No, but when you're sitting on this they're side of the camera, nervous about meeting you. No, they're well, nervous about I, performing. Well, actors in general are often nervous. You yes. can see it. You yes. can see it in them. For sure. You know what I mean? Well, that's you why it. you hide behind the character that you're playing. Yeah. If you've done the research, you're ready to perform. You can be a little bit whoever the fuck you're supposed to be. Yeah. And not you, and not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, I like to hide behind the characters. Right, right. <laughs> That's a cover. If, if there are actors who are listening to this podcast, this is fuck. <laughs> these are pearls of wisdom. I mean, for real. It took me a long time to learn it. Well, it is, but I, I, I think also it was always our philosophy was it's such a tense environment, and when we're on the side of the camera of the directors, creators, and we're auditioning you, 
my feeling is always let's try to take the tension out and make the room feel more comfortable and you feel more at ease so you can do the work that you need to do. That makes sense. And sure. So, so and that's, that's what we do. But sometimes, you know, like you said, sometimes they come in and they just want to – they're ready. They want to go. They want to well, do it. Also, if it's a comedy, it's a little different too. Yeah. You got to have timing and all this other stuff comes into play. Yeah. But it's also as a director or creator or writer, like I said, like if I see this actor and I'm like, I want to get a vibe of what it's like to, to work with that person. I want to get a vibe of what it's like to collaborate with that person. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll talk afterwards. Yeah. I mean, if it's a heavy thing and I got to fucking swing the bat and I got to knock this over the fence on take one. Yeah. I'm going to be like a little like if it's intense, you'll know I'm a little bit. I might use a different voice because you can't. I can be like, you know, hi, I'm Clifton Collins. Oh, I had a great day. It was so fun. Oh, ha, ha. Oh, ready to do the scene? Yeah. All right, now I'm going to get ready. Here we go. They're like, no, please, no action. <laughs> right. But if I come in, if I come in, hey, how you doing? It's good to meet you. Let's uh, go ahead and uh, I'm ready to, to go ahead and start if you want to. So you they don't know what I sound like. Sure. Yeah. But so you'll walk in and just take control of the room and say like, hey, how you doing? Let's go. I, I'll, I'll just be like a little – I won't – be here with them yeah like i won't look them straight in the eye usually i'll try to be like a little off like let them know like i'll look in the eye when in the when it's when they call action yeah now i'm ready to go <laughs> yeah but down here like there okay, you, go. you know it's just uh i'm just not present I try, uh, but i feel the same way that i felt the last time you were in here where i'm <laughs> like i'm gonna go out i'm gonna do this i'm gonna book a fucking thing <laughs> but then i'm gonna be worried i'm gonna be worried I'm but like, it's also interesting you're gonna have fun though too and you're gonna walk yeah. away going i may not get it but that was a fucking it blast was fun. and they're gonna remember you because they had while. fun you're right exactly because yeah. like remember there's one fans. guy i remember we didn't cast him but there's one guy recently we were casting something and uh the guy came in we didn't know who he was and he went started going through this this conversation with us and some backstory and blah blah blah, blah. and then uh we realized halfway through the audition he broke Accent. He was actually a, like an Australian dude or a British yeah. dude, yeah, but he was playing. But we didn't know him, and he was just he came in as the character and being American with us. And about halfway through, we were talking to him, and then the accent starts coming out. We're like, "Are you are you British or something?" And then he, he was like Australian, and then we weren't sure where he was fucking with us. Right. You know, it was a very weird, memorable audition. The problem is, I actually felt guilty about that because we fucked him up. Yeah. Because we started making so much small talk. That he was now having exactly. to improvise in an American accent, and yeah. the, and we were like, this guy's kind of weird. He's not really talking. And then finally, he broke, and it was like, yeah, I'm mean, actually from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> but then he couldn't. Then he we yeah. fucked. We were in his head, yeah. and he started. Yeah. That's the audition the started getting That's fucked the up. Problem. Yeah, but that, but in our mind, we were just trying to. Hey, who are you, buddy? Yeah. Like, I don't know you. Yeah. Maybe we can work together. Yeah. And and on his side, he was like, okay, I'm doing this accent, and I'm ready to go. Let's go. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was kind of a weird. Weird vibe, but you yeah. guys meant well, and I think oftentimes yeah. most of the people in there mean well. But you know, you just don't know how you get thrown off. So why, why, why open it up for that kind of opportunity? Yeah, mm-hmm. go in there and do the job and leave. They're not yeah. there to know you. Yeah, and you guys aren't there to know them. I mean, you want to keep a roster of the good guys. And he's probably one of them now. Yeah, yeah, and you'll remember him for sure. I mean, you remembered him now. Yeah. yeah, keep a little file. You know what I mean? It's all about you know. It's not so much so much as booking gigs. It's more about keeping new and making new fans. Yeah, yeah. So just rock the house. That's your job is to rock the house and do the job. Yeah. yeah. God damn, God damn it. God damn you, Clifton. You're like the fucking Dalai Lama <laughs> of acting and auditioning. <laughs> it's true. Fuck. Oh, I'm going to But well, that. because you know this isn't in- Now this is interesting because this is something we've been talking about for a while now is that and we talk about the audition room like, yeah. when we're casting things that like auditioning and acting are two different muscles and yet your approach actually seems to blend them together to make the audition no a piece of acting. Like you're actually just in character and you're acting for yourself. And when yeah. you walk in there, you're acting like you're half in character 
they think, ooh, I found the guy. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, is kind of, that, it's smart. It's smart. I mean, because you do want a little bit of like, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm, this is, my, I'm doing it. Because you know if mean? I was like just talking normal, da, 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 then suddenly, suddenly I'm doing my character. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, no, no, no. Do, yeah. do you. Do we, we want to, don't act. Just be. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But if I walk in acting, they're like, they don't know what being is. They think I'm being now. Because right. I walked in the character have you ever had somebody ask you like are, are, are you are you in character already are you doing the character <laughs> no but earlier in my career when i was doing my rewrites less successfully i would be like uh, mr collins can you please stick to the dialogue on the page because like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have a tendency to indicate or give away towels that we did rewrites when you're not confident yeah you know and i was trying to show things that, instead of just doing it so now i you know i can do everything from either give them a copy of the sides with rewrites <laughs> Which I did on replacement because I'll never do that again. But uh, <laughs> now, what, well, like, what the fuck is this, pal? No, I, I did. I, I gave yeah. her a copy of the size. I yeah. walked in sounding very black because it was another uh, that kind of a character. Yeah, I, yeah. I had cornrows. I grew up my fingernails. It took me like a month and a half. So I wanted to feel real <laughs> pimpy nails. Yeah, I don't sure. want like Lee press-ons. Yeah. Because yeah. like, if you just put them on now, like suddenly, whoa, how do I use these? But if yeah. I grow them out, you sure. got to take care of them. Yeah. I still want to be gangster with them. Yeah. You know, so I gave her a copy of the size. It was Antoine Fuqua was in the room. Um, my manager is like, I got you a, 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 a pre-read with the cast. And like, no, she won't understand what I'm doing. She's, she's – in all due respect, she's a white girl. She just won't have a clue what I'm doing because I'm making this character very black. Yeah. I knew that they'd seen white, Latino, and black. I said, yeah. oh, cool. That's green light. They don't know what the fuck they want. Yeah. I said, I'm going to go. And I just done 187. And Latino thing, I said, let me do something different. So again, I went back to my homie, Pina from A-Tray. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to fuck with this dialogue a little bit. Yeah, I like that youngster. Dude, I want to do this. Da, da, da. So I gave her a copy of the sides. I knew she was going to be confused. I knew Who did you gonna, give it to? I can't remember her name. I looked what, was, it up. what was it? Casting director? Casting director okay, that it. did replacement killers. Got it. Oh, I love it. So, so uh, I, I, uh, I highlighted all her cues. I numbered every uh, scene one, two, three. I stapled them individually. Yeah. And I, I braided my my, my uh, goatee and I put little blue ribbons. I was blued up. Yeah. I was blued up from head to toe. Right. My BK blood killers. I had them all on. So um, and I walked in. And she, I said, I said here. I said very little because she knows my real accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't want her to to know that I was doing something different. So yeah. I was very quiet about it and mysterious. And I said here. She goes, Oh, I've got sides. He goes. Uh, no, you need to use these because oh, you uh, some changes. No, I said nothing's changed. Just your cues are highlight. You need to go off of this. Ready? Let's go. And I threw my stuff down and I got right in front of Antoine, yeah. so she couldn't stop me. Yeah. yeah, I already ran her over. I threw my scenes on the floor and I jumped in front. Of him. I started doing it. So she was like, oh, and then Antoine was like, what the fuck? What does I blasted do the whole thing? And then next thing you know, um, I it comes to find out that Antoine had the rights to Monster Cody Scott, who's also an A Trey Crip. Okay, where you from, man? I says, I'm, I'm from California, but my homies are all 83rd Street Gangster Crips. Yeah. He's A-Trey. I says, he's my homie from A-Trey. I says, shut up. <laughs> so then right now, we started like Ebonicizing and this and that. And she's got – to her, we're speaking French. We're sure, gonna, yeah, like, yeah, she sure. like, has no clue what, what the fuck What is going on saying. here? They're speaking code. <laughs> Security? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so uh, – and then they paid, they, they paid a lot of money to get my cornrows put in. But why do you think – why do you say you'll never do that again? Though? It worked. Because it was really I, – I, sometimes I'll speak at Stella Adler's Acting Conservatory. You just got to really have some commitment. That's a ballsy thing to do. Sure. I could have been blacklisted. I'm blacklisted from a few places, but that could have been one of those times. So it's you know you you gamble big to win big, right? Yeah. Well, that's what it is. I mean, if if you're going to come and rewrite somebody and you walk in and and you fucking kill it, I mean, they'll be like, 
He's got brass balls. I got yeah. a new trick though. The, or the trick that I use all the time now is oh, uh, good. This, this is a good one. You just learn all the dialogue, get off book, and in the process of getting off book and exploring the character, you're going to find not everything's written perfectly. Right. Westworld is very, very close. Okay. Capote, yeah. traffic, like those yeah. excellent standards, and yeah. those are very well written things. Super Troopers too. Yeah. I, that was next <laughs> on my list. Yeah. So you've got to. Um, so in the process of exploring, you're going to realize that the writer was trying to work something out or make it like this or make it like that. And maybe he doesn't quite hit it because you're dedicating so much time on this one character. So I'll make little subtle changes. I'll make character choices. I'll, I'll make accent tweaks or dialogue tweaks. And then I'll just go in and do it. Yeah. You know, but they're going to think – so you always have the size in your hand, you know, even if you are off book. Because they're going to think if you're off book, well, that was the best he could do. But if you right. signs you to hand, that's like your insurance policy, yeah, your car insurance. Yeah. So, um, so you have it there, and then you just do you just do the scene, and, and they're just going to be like, they may not know what was different about it, but they're going to know it was really cool and different. Yeah, right. yeah. there's something well, about felt, that guy that feels good. Yeah, you could have just changed a handful of words. Yeah, and just because it wasn't the same thing that the last thirty actors did, they're yeah. going to be blown away. Yeah, mm, that's a good trick. But you got to put in time, man. Yeah. You got to put in the time. Well, I mean, that's the thing we talked about last time is that often you have, you know, you get the audition, pay, the the scenes the night before you go. Now you won't do that. You, you say, "Fuck you!" I need some weeks. Yeah, you got. Well, even a couple a, a couple days. Even yeah. I, I like yeah. to. Uh, a lot of time you get it for like the next day. And you're well, like, what the if fuck? You, but if you let them do that, they're gonna do that. Yeah, believe yeah, yeah. me. When I fire an agency and go to a new agency, yeah. they'd be like, "Here are your scenes." I'm like, "No, no, I'm sorry. Look, this is how we're gonna move forward. If you can't get me two to three days to prepare, yeah." Then I'm going to either pass or we're going to have a creative meeting. I'll have a creative meeting because then I'll break it down. I'll tell you yeah. how it'll work or how yeah. I think it might work and, and see what you want to collaborate with. If you're non-collaborative, then I probably won't work with you because yeah. like, you're a team. You don't do this shit by yourself. Yeah. Right. No, I, now what I do is – I mean I used to be like, yeah, OK, I'll go. Now I just say like, you know what? I can't go tomorrow. See if they got something two days or three days from now. Well, let and the then they'll be like, know. oh, no, or yes. And then it's like, well, then I'll go. But if – you know, yeah, tomorrow – I always say I'm too busy tomorrow. What else you got? I'll book yeah, on I mean, creative meetings. Well, it's like he's, yeah. he's, well, also what you'll hear is like, well, he's he's flying out today and he's really excited to meet you and, and he's, he's 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 been waiting for this. Like I'm sorry, and then like I pass and like, oh, he's staying three more days. He's going to have another <laughs> session. <laughs> so it's only until you say no that yeah. they come up with an ulterior, sure. you know, another solution. Yeah, sure. But you gotta let them know. Yeah. Fucking Clifton Collins. I mean, you're a fucking guru, dude. Yeah, really <laughs> you are a fucking. That's why he's guru. got over 100 credits. What, Katie? Where are we? We're an hour? Okay, we're at an hour. Fucking guru. I you didn't even it. get to all my credits, did you? I, don't. I, got, I got this. I got this stuff. We, we talked about this stuff. Riptide? What's that? What's Riptide? Oh, Riptide is this dope film that I'm going to do with uh, Val Kilmer. So not Kilmer. done yet. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah. We, we're going to start soon. Not a remake of the t- CBS TV show. I was hoping it was, but it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, with Val Kilmer and Mira Sorvino and Michael Chiklis. It's going to be dope. And so that's shooting coming up. Yeah. Okay. When's that? The summer? Um, pretty soon. I was with the director and Val a couple of days ago. So. Okay. How's Val? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he sick or isn't he sick? Didn't he? Well, he was, he's he's making a comeback. Some sort of cancer or something? They have cancer? Yeah. But Thro- he's, a throat he's, issue, right? He's 100% okay. clean now. Oh, that's great. 100% clean. He had a little party the other day and we're at his house and stuff. Oh, that's great. It's cool. Okay. That'd be fun. No, I, I mean, this is your this year shit. We did it. MFA, Small Town Crime. The Vault we talked about? No. The Vault. It's okay. That's James Franco. That. We don't want to talk about that. Crooked Somebody. We talked about that. Um, I always talk about the fact that we have the same doctor. I don't say his name, but we have the same doctor. And every time I go to the doctor, 
He's like, how's Cliff? I was like, I don't know. You tell me. I haven't seen Cliff. But he do how's Cliff? Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> Finger fingers ass. up the ass. Right. How's Cliff doing? Uh, we have he the goes, same. I, or he goes, I saw Cliff the other day. And I was like, oh. And then I'm like, he uses you. He calls you Cliff, you know? And I always think of you Clifton. And so I, my first thing is, like, but somebody the other day uh, asked me about Cliffy. Yeah, uh, Creaky. Oh, yeah, she's like, and Cliffy. I, oh, yeah. I, I was thinking she meant Carrie Clifford, who we yeah. call Cliffy. Yeah, it was Creaky who said it. Yeah. And then uh, David Krinsman. But you, you and Krinsman are great friends. He's like one of my best friends. Yeah, he's my lawyer. I'm not. I'm not. I've never hung out with him though. Yeah, I was at his house. But I like the guy. Yeah, last week I was at his house. Why don't you guys all get together yes. and get all lawyery with him? I spend more time with him. You need to. I need to. Yeah, yeah. Do it. I, do I should just Cliff. bring you one day. It would friggin'. What's up, Krinsman? You probably yeah. know who you look like in real life. You know what though? Uh, like <laughs> you don't uh, know what he looks like. Right? I just put him on the guesses for Super Troopers too. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. What would a, a Shrieky say about about what? you? Oh, just that you're a great guy. You got to the part in Super Troopers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said, you son of a bitch. I like any podcast where we talk about cantinflitas, but like, but you said cantinflas. This is early on in the podcast. Okay. Like you might not have even heard the word. I, I, I might not have been in the room when it happened. My, my dad, my dad loved cantinflitas. What is that? Cantinflitas is a character. Okay, but cantinflas is his, is his official name. Cantinflitas is is the pet name. There's like the cute name. It's like if I, if I called okay. you like Kevin Cito. And what was the what was the character? Who was this person? He played a tramp like uh, Charlie Chaplin. Okay, Mexican. Okay, very funny. A TV kind of film, kind of film. Was it uh, was it Spanish speaking? Spanish and stuff. But, but you still laugh because it's a lot of physical comedy. Yeah. and it wasn't a silent film either. Like the, the Chaplins were. Okay, I mean, but Chaplin got into talkies. Yeah, yeah. But, but your a father hero, used to a watch. hero to all Latin Americans. Got yeah. it. Okay. Got yeah, it. I mean, my my dad, I he would talk about Cantinflitas all the fucking time. Really, I thought it was the coolest name I'd ever heard in my life. Even as a kid, like, Cantinflitas. In what to- in what context we talk about it though? Would you be like, I saw this movie, or? revered like this guy was a fucking god. Right, give me give me yeah. a little something. Give me a little bit of it. No, he'd just be like he he'd be like, oh, this guy. He reminds me of Cantinflitas. <laughs> like if you're like putting, if you're putting, doing a little fucking show or like yeah. acting, like, like you know, acting up and telling jokes and shit, he'd be like, who, who the fuck do you think you are, Cantinflitas? <laughs> uh, uh, all right, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking Cantinflitas. Right. Now you are. You're, I am Cantinflitas, you really basically. Are. You really are. Yeah, I should tell him. That. I'm gonna talk yeah. to him today. I'm gonna call him later. Dad. Hey. I am. Guess what, motherfucker? Yeah. I'll see him in New York at the Super. Guess Trooper's what I became right? today? Yeah. Guess what I became? What? what? Cantinflatitas. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a, what I'm, while you're writing your script, I'm going to write the Cantinflitas story. That's great. I'm going to play Cantinflitas. They already did okay. that. They did? Who yeah. did? Who's in it? Who started? Uh, I know, I think John Ortiz is in it, but I don't know who okay. played Cantinflas. Okay. Yeah. The movie came out like four years ago. Huh. God damn. Who is it? I remember like Michael Imperioli was it. Was it? Oh, he was? Oh, I love Imperioli. Okay. I did okay. Dead Presidents with Imperioli. Okay. Okay. He was Dead my hooch president. mate. Holy shit. He got bit by a spider when we were in boot camp. For Dead Presidents? Yeah, we did a week boot camp with Dale Dye and um, Bokeem Woodbine broke his hand on a tree in the middle of the night wow. doing 50-50 night watch. And then Michael Prioli got bit by a spider. That doesn't sound tough, though. And then they had to eat the us out. Well, uh, one of, oh, they did? One of the Hughes brothers was there, okay. and, and him and Chris Tucker went AWOL like the third morning. Like AWOL what? Like they wanted to, they went partying? bolted the fuck out of oh, there. Really? There's no cell phones. We were all getting sick and injured. Oh, and they're like, oh, we're 30, done. We're 30 done. degrees at night sleeping <laughs> under a hooch. Sure. You know, 50-50 night watch, and Captain dies like, like well, let's talk about, let's stand down and talk about the night's events. Uh, Ferguson got ambushed in the middle of the night, and Private Hughes, one of Alan, Alan Hughes or Albert, I can't remember. 
remember. Right, one of the Hughes brothers. One of the Hughes brothers. He yeah. goes up to, to Tucker and he's shaking. He's smoking a cigarette because he, he, you know, after the night mission, you want to talk about what happened in the mission and who got killed and who got ambushed and who survived. And and Alan Alan was like, "Yo, Chris, um, after I smoke the cigarette, I'm gonna go take a leak. Won't you come with me?" He's like, "Oh no, Alan, because I'm cool. I don't need to take a leak." He's like, "No, Chris, c- come with me." I said, "Alan, I don't gotta take a leak. Cause <laughs> motherfucker, just come with me. He's like, I told you I don't gotta go." And he's like, look, motherfucker, I'm going to take a leak, and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. He's like, woo, Captain Die, I got to piss like a motherfucker. I got to pee so bad, you have no idea how bad I got to pee. And then they went to go pee, and then Captain Die is like talking about stand down, and we're eating our MR breakfast MREs. And then, where's Private Ferguson, which is the character that Tucker played. Yeah. And then um, Private Hughes, and then we heard in the distance, like, prow, prow, prow. And he goes, that is a, a government weapon. They are going to federal prison. They will not be completing this film. Mm-hmm. And we were all just mind-fucked by that point that right. we thought he was telling us the truth. Right. Like, wow, they're not going to be able to direct the movie. What are they going to do without Chris Tucker? <laughs> so we're like, whoa, all of us, like Bokeem Woodbine and uh, just the whole uh, Lorenz Tate. We're like, man, they're boned. Oh, my God, because he stole a government weapon. <laughs> so they were firing off the machine gun to get the attention of some – the landowner, it's like 2,200 acres of swamp land with coral snakes and alligators and spiders. And, and they just want to pick them up. And they went to get, <laughs> and, and lucky enough, this white guy picked up two black guys, believe it or not, in Florida. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and, and got some help for us. Yeah. <laughs> they brought vans in and producers and pretty much saved us because we had no cell phone. Right. We had no way to get help, like help. And then Dale Dye was like, You guys are all a bunch of pussies. Y'all Hollywood foo foo fucks. <laughs> yeah. He was like, <laughs> I wish I was in the same position you were just then. I'll show you how to fucking get out of there. God damn it. Well, good. Um, all right, we're good. We're, we're long now. Yeah. What are we going to eat? What do you need? Um, God, I don't know. What are you guys going to eat? What are you going to have? What do we got here? Let's see. Uh... <laughs> Can I break into the ramen noodle? I'm going to eat some. Uh... I know what I'm having. Are you going to have ramen? I'm having chili corn chip ramen. <laughs> are you? I'm going to have the chicken ramen tostadas. Okay, let me look. Let me look, too. Because you want to blow that chili, chili stuff out of your ass. Oh, d- d- Slash has a recipe in oh, too. Yeah, it right Slash here, bro. What is Slash's recipe? It's, you... it's got a. He got it from the tour bus. Okay. He used right sriracha. Here. Go ahead. Go. Yeah. I don't. Know, I it, don't remember. Oh, okay. Jailhouse popcorn. Right. That? There's a good story that goes with that one. Is there? <laughs> There's a crazy story. What, yeah. Are you going to tell it or no? Uh, it's, you get the book? Read the book. Uh, get the book. Get the book. Get the book, yeah. but uh, it's more or less something that happens during a screening in a theater. In the theater in prison. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Well, not really a theater. It's a wall that they project shit on. Yeah, a wall okay. with a sheet. Oh, yeah. no, or no sheet. No, no sheet. Okay. That's yeah, a little hotel. Okay, <laughs> prison hotel with the sheets. Yeah. Wait, do I not want to eat jailhouse popcorn? Then? You right? could. Yeah. It's, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor it's in for the something book. else. Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good. Right, it's that you're eating delicious. jailhouse pop. Okay. All right. I don't know. All right. I'm done this. Let's do it. Let me take mm. a bite. Mm. Holy shit! This is every bit as good as you said it was going to be. Mm. Should we get a candle for you? Or well, mine needs a little extra salt. Okay. Mm. Let me go home to my wife. Mm. Does, my gas doesn't come that quickly, oh. Kevin. My uh, my bo- my thing of popcorn has a hole in the bottom of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what's in there? What are you, what are you uh, finding in there? Wait, nothing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Is it white? Is it black? Yeah, is it brown? Yeah, what is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's good though. Okay. Um, okay. Clifton Collins Jr. Thank you so yes, much sir. for joining us. The guru. Always a pleasure. Likewise. We're gonna come. You're gonna come see some more screenings of the final product. Super yeah. Troopers Super Troopers Two. The next month we're gonna do some stuff. Okay. April. April twentieth. April twenty. Four twenty. Four twenty. Four twenty. Yo, we um, invite Snoop. I bet he'd love to come. Yeah, invite everybody. We man. should. I'm going to text that motherfucker. Yeah. We yeah, should, you know, because we we actually went on his show to do the Indiegogo campaign. Yeah. When's, the, when's the premiere? We'll tell you off the air, bro. Okay, okay. Then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll text. Can I invite him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Why not? 
Um, okay. All right. Cliff Carl, thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you, Griff. Mm-hmm. Talk next week.